Hey, well, welcome to the Really Marriage Can Get Better podcast. Uh, I'm Joelle, here with... Richard and Sherry Bright. That's right. <laughs> hey, so we wanted to give you a sneak peek in this episode of, of our next project that we're working on. Um, obviously, by now, if you're listening to this, the book is available um, on Amazon. You can get that, and um, we're going to be working on some different formats for that, too. Of course, we'll have digital. We're hoping to get an audio book out about that. What's the name of that book? Uh, really? Marriage can get better. So catchy. Yeah, it's the great title. But the next theme we've been talking about, and we've been bouncing around this, and the, this podcast, every episode, what we try and do is replicate how we've written these books, which is us just sitting around talking, and and these cool stories emerge, and um, and we tie things together that we've all been learning. And so the next topic that we really feel passionate about is the idea of having a mission for your marriage. And Sherry was the one that really pitch this. So what, when you think about having a mission for your marriage, what do you, what comes to your mind, uh, Sherry? So we started talking about this years ago with the pre-marriage couples, you know, is that when you, when you fall in love with each other, you're just so into each other and you're, um, you know, everything's about the other person, your home, everything is just marriage. I mean, maybe some people are raised Christian and then they understand having God in their marriage. But for a lot of people, even people come into our pre-marriage class, they don't get that part of it. And so they're coming there and then years later they get, they're married and we're just kind of letting them, setting them up for what could happen down the road. Because once those tingles wear off, Mm. once that honeymoon stage wears off, you know, once those things and you get into everyday life and all of a sudden that person's not looking into your eyes every minute and you're not talking for hours. Hours. It's not all about just each other. You know, what else is there? What is there about your marriage that's making you get up every day? What's that vision that God has? Because there's a there's a reason God put you together. It yeah. might it might be to raise amazing children. You know, it might be to have a marriage ministry. It, you know, who knows what it is? You might everybody's is different. Might be to have a, a business, but you've got to have something bigger than yourself. Of course, we have God in the middle of our marriage, but we have to have something that that jazzes us every day. We, when we get married, we want to have a covenant and not a contract, and we want to have that commitment to each other, but not just a commitment like, I'm staying with you till death do you part, you know, death do us part. Like, we need to have something that that wakes us up every day, that yeah. wants us to, that we have that's bigger than us. When I coach people on personal vision, one of the things I say all the time is if you want to figure out what the mission is for your life, the vision is for your life, um, you've got to understand this. Everybody's got a problem to, sh- to solve and a message to share. And I think that applies to marriages yeah, too. Yeah. What's the thing you and your spouse always go, somebody really should, there needs to be a this. Why That's hasn't good. somebody, uh, yeah. well, maybe you're the one and maybe, maybe. your marriage, yeah. God put you guys yeah. together to yeah. be the ones that solve that problem, yeah. answer that question. Yeah. Um, share that message. Richard. No, I agree because I remember I was just thinking this to my, we were, we talk about this every time we get a chance to speak is the mission for our marriage would have never even happened until God started to heal our marriage Mm. because there was so much chaos and so much dysfunction that we didn't see the calling on our life until after we were able to acknowledge that we had issues, until we were vulnerable enough to say, hey, we need help in our marriage. Let's start doing the things that we're learning. Let's start doing the things that we're teaching. And all of a sudden, you know, you you, you hear these pastors saying, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, well, all of a sudden, suddenly. we start suddenly, <laughs> we started to see that, hey, our marriage is getting better. And man, if God can turn our marriage around he can turn others around, and we can help. And all of a sudden, Brighter Marriage Ministry was born. 
you know, and but but it would not have happened had we not started serving people and yeah. serving like that. We had to, I mean, for us, just like we talked about in the last podcast about you know going from isolation to community. Because people ask us now, how did you guys start doing comedy? Like, how did y'all like? How, how did this happen? We did not set out to do this. You know, it wasn't like, hey, I got an idea. Let's let's ha- let's have a really cruddy marriage. Let's peel it. Let's go through. Let's. And, and let's take it on the road, yeah. you know, but it's, it's bad decisions, make funny stories. So God, God, God's so great. And he's got such a sense of humor that he would use something like that. But we didn't set out to do this. We, Richard was trying to start a construction business when I met him and I, and I, I was going to help him become a, a general contractor. That was our goal. That was what we thought God was, had put us together to do. But as we started going to church and getting community and serving people and serving other people, God just evolved out of all of that to have this thing that was just bigger than us. And I really believe that the, having a project like that has, and it's an ongoing project that keeps growing. It's something that gives us its, um, that's the same because Richard and I are so different. We're, yeah. we're really opposites in a lot of ways. So this gives this common ground and a project that's bigger than us that other people that we can help other people and it's just, a, it's, it's exciting. And it's, you know, if God will do it for us, he'll do it for, he's got a plan for everyone. You know, well, it, it wasn't easy. Joel. Yeah. It wasn't easy. It wasn't like, Hey, let's have a marriage ministry. And next thing you know, we're like, Oh, we have a marriage ministry. Yeah. I mean, it has been, well, we used to take, um, it says events it takes 12 to 15 years to, to become, become an overnight, overnight success. success. I mean, yeah. we did stuff for free for so long. We were going to the dives, uh, to give people hope. I mean, we would open, go anywhere, any open mic, any open that, we mic that we could go to, but we just didn't want to go somewhere where it was, uh, you know, well, we weren't vulgar. nightclubs, we weren't nightclubs like that, but just, you know, coffee but, shops. Yeah. And... Coffee shops. You know, we, we go to point where people would do poems and we would be, com- we would do comedy. <laughs> poems. I thought you said porn. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> people do porn. <laughs> oh, that's kind of, a, that kind of is a little you know, shady. <laughs> I've always thought we needed more Christians in the porn industry. <laughs> <laughs> poems. Uh, yeah, uh, and so we would, we, this is what we did and we were sowing seed and, you know, we would bomb and we were awful and it yeah. was, you know, there was times that we would get off a stage and Sherry would say, I'm never getting back up on a stage with you. And I'm oh, saying, fine, I'm never getting on a stage fights. with you either. And I could see how the enemy was even trying to come at us then, you know, mm. but in time, in time, man, God just kept revealing and, and just kept being awesome and kept putting us together and even though we might not be in agreeing on stage, we were agreeing in our life and we were in, in complete agreement about where we wanted our life to go and our dreams yeah. to go. And we, we started to have unity and all of a sudden God was just, the, the fighting and the chaos was there. And man, you could hear the word of God speaking over us and talking to us. And it was so, it was easier to step off into marriage ministry but it's never been. So if, if you think, oh, you know what? I'm going to be in marriage ministry and it's going to be, it's not easy. You hear heartbreaking stories every day. Well, but- and I wanted I wanted us to do some of this comedy just because I wanted to have better timing. I, I said, hey, let's sign up for a comedy class. Not because we wanted to go be stand-up comedians or anything like that. Even though we both wanted to be comedians when we were kids, we knew that we, were, we had likability and we were kind of funny. Our stories were crazy about marriage and we got healed. We just really wanted to be better at... Because people seem to open up 
more to hard subjects when we brought humor. Yeah, so we did it that way, and God took the re- took and did the supernatural spin on that. Isn't it interesting? And this is something I've seen consistently as I've coached people, uh, married couples particularly. Is isn't it interesting that God took your greatest pain, yes, and turned it into your message? Yes, took your mess, mess made it a message. Yeah. Is the classic yeah, pre- yeah, preacher yeah. line goes. Your test is your I had. A, I'll never forget. I had a couple that I, they called. They joined my coaching program, and we're talking, and we're talking. They're like, "We want to do marriage ministry. We want to do marriage ministry." And I'm like, "That's great." But why? And they're like, because we believe in marriage. And I'm like, that's great. But why? And they're like, because we, and so they spent all this time, they wouldn't answer the why, but they had the what. We're going to do these marriage retreats and this and that. And finally I was like, all right, you guys are paying a lot of money for this. What, what are you not telling me? Was that us? No, it wasn't you. (laughs) We apologized already, Joel. I thought you'd forgotten about it. I said, what are you not telling me? And they, and they looked at each other and she's like, should I tell? I was like, guys, come on. We're not going anywhere if you don't get vulnerable, as we talked about before. And they said, okay, we cheated on each other early in our marriage, and the Lord restored our marriage, and we have a heart for people who are in that unique position. And I'm like, there it is. (laughs) But here's the crazy thing. They're like, oh, no, we're not talking about that. They're like, and I'm like, well, here's the thing. And this is the crazy thing about it is uh, God wants to redeem it. There's this verse in Revelation. It says we over, they overcame. It says the saints overcame by the blood of the lamb. That's him, him redeeming your story mm-hmm. and the word of your testimony. So the power comes when you can take the hardest time in your life, show what God did yeah. in his, yeah. what he did in his yeah. power, and then express it to the world. That's the word of your testimony, that yeah. your story. Yes. And man, the power that that has. And yes. I think that's a lot of times our mission for our marriage will come from our greatest pain point in our marriage. Well, and I think too, just uh, you brought up a great point about the the um, the pain part of it is that the the thing that the enemy wants to keep you in shame and hurt and mm-hmm. keep it quiet, like that couple is like, well, we're going to do everything about marriage, but this is this thing that only us, we, you know, we went through, but they don't understand the healing for their own marriage is going to even get stronger because this is. I mean, it's helped. I think that's why it doesn't hurt as much when we have to forgive each other or we've had to, the things that we've looked back that have really hurt don't hurt as much because there's just so many, God God healed so much of those places. And it's like the devil wanted to keep us in such bondage and such pain and such hurt, but we just kept doing this and doing this and doing this. And there's healing in that. There's healing for the other people. There's healing for your own marriage. You've got to talk about, I mean, you've got to be vulnerable about it, you know? Well, that's the thing I said to them. I said, look, you can take somebody else. There's some great marriage material out there, you know? And they were friends with some really big marriage people names and said, they're like, we just want to use their material. I'm like, that's fine. But here's the deal. It's again, that person with experience is never at the mercy of a person with a theory. You know, when you're talking to somebody that's saying this from a place that they know this works versus... Blah, 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 reading from a book, right? right, right. And that's where the power comes is when your message, again, comes back to that, what's your message to share your problem to solve? And you've got a unique angle on it. Their target audience was people who had cheated on each other. Yeah, yeah. Very specific audience. Um, One of the groups that you've really appealed to is the blended family groups. I mean, you guys are pretty broad in who you reach. But one of the, I know that what really resonates a lot of times was when people hear, oh, you guys have a blended family, meaning you bring kids from two marriages bring them together and then it's the the Brady Bunch challenge, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a huge, you've got a message in that specific yeah. angle because yeah. it, it, you did it. So that's what I think is so important a lot of times in our mission is we've got to lean in, sometimes lean into the pain of yeah. where we came oh, from. Yeah. Um, and that's where God actually wants to do his mess because then when something amazing comes of it, you yeah. go, well, what not cause of me? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yes. And right. I think all we did was tell our story. Like yeah. we're just being honest. Like why... 
and there are times when we've gone to marriage conferences and we just feel like we're the, we're like everybody else has, um, a degree in something and they've all have all these, you know, letters and they're very impressive. And we're like the, we're like the dropouts of the speakers, you know, but people relate to us because we just tell real stories. We're not as yeah. polished maybe as everyone. And we don't have this, this, uh, I don't know. We just, we're just us and we just tell us and people will line up to talk about it because they're, and they'll tell us stories that we can't even believe they're telling out loud to anyone, you know? I mean, we've had people tell us that they've had, they have HIV, that they've, I mean, all kinds of things that they've come up and said, I've never been able to say this to anybody in church, but like y'all are just telling all y'all stuff, you know, but we just do. You know what? And the line, what was so funny is we were in a church and, you know, you've got security all around you and they're like, um, I've never had security around me. <laughs> well, sometimes we'll leave the green room. We'll leave the green room. Wow. And certain churches will say, uh, we're going to, you've got someone assigned to you. I got, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right, I know. You know. And at nine o'clock, it's done. But man, at nine o'clock, there was still 60 people that wanted want to, to talk. talk to us. Oh. And yeah. they're like, hey, are y'all okay with this? And we're like, yeah, this is great. You know, and. But it wasn't the the people in the suits and the ties and the fancy shoes. It was the 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 broken, broken yeah, you know, the, broken the people, people that were hurting. Which is interesting. So you guys have a, a specific group you minister to, yeah. and I think that's one of the things that one of the challenges we find um, you know, when I'm coaching people in vision is that the message you have, the more you can narrow your audience. Oddly enough, the broader it gets. They say when you're writing a book. When you're writing a book, you write to one person right. and have a face and name in mind of who you're writing to. You obviously don't put their name in it. Right. But when you do that, then people go, man, I feel like you're writing to me. Yeah. And I think that's one of the chal- the big important things with our the, in terms of finding a mission for our marriage is um, you don't have to reach the masses. You just have to reach the people that God has put right in front of you. Right. And when you start doing that, the Lord will is the yeah, one that will multiply it. But a lot of times we say, man, I've got this message that's for the masses, right? Yeah. And we get frustrated because the masses aren't, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But as you minister to those people that are right around you, and I think sometimes when we get this idea of vision, it's got to be this big thing. But really, you can have a vision or mission for your marriage in the circle of influence you've already yes. got, which yes. lead, they say leadership is influence. Yeah. There's already a group you've got influence in. So I would ask this is like, a lot of times is, what do you want your marriage to be known for? And I don't think there's any right or wrong answer for that. Um, Because I've I've talked to people, they say, I want our marriage, we want to be a generous couple, or we want to be the adventurous couple that encourages people to take risks and stuff like that. And um, Emily and I have kind of talked about that, Mm -hmm. that we want to, we want to live a life that we, we try and live. One of our missions for our marriage is we want to live way below our means so that we have a lot of money to be generous um, I mean, a lot of money, relatively. We don't have millions. One day we will, right? But that we have we have margin in our finances to be generous. But we also want to we want to value experiences over things. Yes. Um, so if it's a matter of well, example, she she hates my little 2002 Corolla, but uh, <laughs> that 2002 Corolla allows us to have a lot of experiences like adventure trips, yeah. um, breaking down the side of the highway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But that's one of our missions is, is, is experiences. And then there's four core values that I've got for, for Elise. And I've got them on a pillow downstairs, which is wisdom, humility, open hands, and courage. That's the mission that I have for our family. Yeah. Um, I want us to be about wisdom, which is the right application of knowledge. Like, like rules, rules aren't what you need. You need wisdom, right? Um, rules give you framework, but wisdom helps you know how to navigate things. Um, humility is obviously a right view of yourself. 
open hands, which is that generous part of ours, and then courage. It is, courage is contagious. When there's one person that's willing to be courageous, a lot of people get courage from that. So that's what that's I so want our good. family to be about. Yeah, good. So good. And I think that's important to, to do that with your family. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking in terms of vision. So Well, yeah. and I think your first ministry has to be at home. You hear these people that will say, oh, we have this big vision, and we're going to do all these things in our life, and we God's told us this to go out and, like you said, speak to the masses. And I'm thinking, uh, but your wife is texting me and telling me, you know, y'all are about to say la vie, you know, yeah. like she's, she's out of here. So your first ministry is at home. Like we've got to make That's sure we're good. taking care of the people around us. That should be the first people that we're, our first mission, you know, and that, and that does require a mission because yeah. if you don't decide for your family, what you want for it, the world will tell your family yeah. what it should oh, want yeah. for itself. So good. Yep. 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 That's good. That's a huge part yeah, of it. it is. Um, you know, another thing that um, what you were talking earlier that made me, I just kind of wrote down a little word here so I didn't forget it, is that the thing, like with the couple you were saying that was had gone through infidelity and, and that that was where they, they wanted to help people, but they didn't want people to know, you know, they'd get healing from that. But there are things sometimes I think that the enemy will take something that is your biggest fear. My biggest fear was speaking in front of people. Hmm. My biggest fear. I would never have believed oh that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just like how you don't know where we were shining now, you know? Yeah. But when I met Richard, my, my self-esteem, like I couldn't even go into a classroom and if they said, say your name, I'm like, oh, my gosh, talk, please talk, please say something, you know? If we went to a restaurant, Richard walked me to the restroom. He would walk me to the bathroom and then walk me back to my seat because I wouldn't walk through a group of people, you know? And so to get up on a stage, when we first went to a comedy class to try to do it I was just traumatized he was a seven he was bouncing off the walls he was so happy and I was just almost and in tears me. and I'd be in tears <laughs> going home because I was like you just over you just ran over me you did like all mm. these things because I felt so I wanted him to go slower I knew I was so intimidated but I also knew that God had had this this thing this seed that was inside of me and I knew I was supposed to do it but I was so scared to do it and it, I wanted it on my terms and God was like here, he just threw us out and into I the was pool and said, swim. With, with, with the fire hose yeah. instead of a garden yeah. hose. You know? Yeah, he was just, we get off the stage and literally would say, I will never get on the stage with you again. Like, I will never get back up there. And people are like, y'all are so great tonight. I'm like, oh, well, you just wait. Oh, like, as soon as we get in that car, <laughs> you know, and we're like, yes, thank you. Praise the Lord. Jesus is king. You know, uh, but, but that biggest fear I had was the thing that God could use the, you know, like what the devil meant for harm. Yeah, God used to for God good, the you know. God yeah, and glory. that's again that goes back to that God. God takes your biggest pain point, your biggest yes. weak point, and uses it for His glory, so that you know that it's not you that did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question for Richard. Um, so you're you're the type seven, right? Correct. Um, and type sevens are it's all about the fun. If it's not Free. fun, it's not worth doing, right? There's that's right. Kind of, yeah. Um, where, where to you when you think of vision? Because I, you and my wife have a similar number, and she's not the type that sits around thinking of like strategic. She gets really excited about things, but she doesn't sit around thinking about strategically how to implement the vision. Are you that way? Yes. Yeah. So I get extremely excited, and Sherry, what are you going to implement next? Yeah, yeah. Sherry. We're both futuristic. We're both. <laughs> get he after has it, girl. the greatest eye plans, and but he. So yeah. what is what does a mission for your marriage look like for a personality type like you, who's not going to sit down and go write it out? Like I'm a writer, right? Sherry and I were like write down the lines in the past and yes. check, 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 check. You're not that way. I'm not until <laughs> until I'm forced to be that way, and huh. so then when I do write it all out, 
and somebody else doesn't write it all out, I get very frustrated. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I have taken all of my time yeah. to write this out, yeah. and now you're not doing your part of it? But does you know? the writing help you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And what I've learned now in the Enneagram, because, you know, you learn your personalities, you learn your love languages, you learn, you know, all of these different things about yourself that you didn't know before. And like I said earlier, Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. When you start getting some knowledge about marriage and you start to realize that, hey, we can do this. You know, the enemy is a liar. We were deceived. We learned the wrong things. But guess what? We could throw out old tools and get new tools. And we started using new tools. And now I see what Sherry's strengths are. I see yeah. what my strengths yeah. are. And I don't, I don't um, water her seed with the fire hose anymore. Now I'm very careful where mm. I, I water and how gently I water because I want full harvest in that area. Well, and and we so have she so does many the same with me. Differences that we, instead of fighting those differences, like, why aren't you like this? And why aren't you the, we realize now, we, we realize now, especially now our kids are out of the house. We're like, okay, we are a pretty powerful team together. Like, well, I couldn't do this without him. He couldn't do it without me. He's got the part that says, yes, yes. He's always got the vision. Like we can do it. We can do it. Who cares? Come on, everybody. <laughs> Sherry, are you doing it? Like <laughs> I'm, he's yelling at everybody, telling everybody what we're doing, but I'm behind the scenes doing the strategic parts. Kind of like you and Emily, the same thing. You're doing the, the, you're keeping it all going, but she's the, ha. Ah. like yeah. she can get excited about it. And, but because we are different, I still really can't get her to read my books, but <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited. When I get home, I'm like, okay, who called today? Who'd you talk to? What did you implement? Did you put it on YouTube? Did you make a Facebook account? You know, I'm like, what else did you do? What else did you do? So let's talk about that element of a mission for your marriage, because I think a lot, you know, obviously you married your spouse because they're not like you. Absolutely. Yeah. So one but of the, you don't know that at first. Right, right. At we're, first. we're so much alike. Yes. Right. Oh my right. gosh. We both like popcorn. Yes. Yeah. That's basically it's so about salty. it. <laughs> so that's, I think a really important part of a mission for your marriage is finding out what each of you bring to the table, yeah. not undervaluing what the other person brings. So for us, I'll just give an example, vulnerable example from Emily and me. Um, Emily is not the powerhouse, like like if a door is in front of her, she's like, oh, that door's probably there for a reason. I'm like, I'm kicking that son of a, I'm like, that yeah. door's going down, yeah. right? That door's there to kick, be kicked in, right? And she's, so. you're an eight and that's poor. So. Yes, that's right. Power. <laughs> so it, with, with Emily though, that's not her, right? And sometimes she gets frustrated with me about that, but sometimes she's right. Like that door's there for a reason. Don't go kicking it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And so I have to learn to, to trust her judgment on that. And, yeah. and sometimes she'll definitively say, no, we you know, we've got this idea. I had, uh, I've had an idea. Well, I've always got an idea. I've got yeah. an idea a minute. And I'll write, Hey, Emily, what do you think if we moved to Zimbabwe or something? You know? <laughs> and she'll be like, I don't think that's in the cards for us. Right. But, but I'll never forget when we moved to Mexico, I thought I could write it off. I was like, Hey, this guy wants us to move to Mexico. She's like, hold up. Well, maybe we should go check it out. And I'm like, no, I don't want to check it out. Right. But I, the Lord used her to speak to me in that way. And it, yeah. I think it's interesting with a, with a mission for your marriage is you were drawn to something about your spouse and that's obviously something that God wanted for you from your spouse too. So the mission, the challenge is, is figuring out where your gift is and then not undervaluing the other person's gift. So sometimes I'm like, Oh, I wish Emily would be a little bit more forceful. I wish she'd help me kick down this door. But part of the, what she brings to the table for me is she is a very balancing force. Yes. She brings a lot of peace to me. Yeah. And when I, when she does get hyped up, 
I get overdriven because I'm like my, my, my little yeah, piece that's usually right yeah. next to me. She's all like, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, Rah! and I'm like about to burn out because like yeah. I, I need that piece that she brings to the table. So sometimes, but sometimes it can feel like, oh, she's not pulling her weight, but she's got a unique gift and it's learning to respect the gift that your spouse brings to the table as you're on the same team. Oh my gosh. So good. I mean, it's so good. I mean, I think about that's the same. I mean, every marriage is like that. I think we have these things and when we think that we're not, bro- we're, not we're different, but we're not broken. Like it's, they're not broken. We're t- we can't make them like us. You don't want to make Emily like you. You guys would no, just be kill each other. burning houses, you know, <laughs> you'd be kicking in doors like, everywhere. Yeah. You'd be kicking in all the doors and then it wouldn't be a good thing. Be, like you said, it's that balance. But, but, um, Gosh, I see that with us. Like if Richard hadn't been socially, he he loves people and he's out there and he talks to people. I would never have gone and done all this stuff. I just stayed behind the scenes. You know, I, I, we just see and and when I want to, uh, Richard would say, "Gosh, you're always trying to control everything. You're trying to control me. You're trying to to stop me." I'm like, "No, I see things strategically." I like Richard would see straight ahead. He just sees go 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 go, mm-hmm. and I go, "Wait, wait, I'm looking to the left and to the right. I've got peripheral vision." Perfect here. example when I you sent know? you. Uh, the addition to the book, hey, put this in there. And I sent it to you before I talked to her. And then because she had sent you the the the, the pretense of it, you know, the beginning of it. Right. And I'm like, oh, but here's the whole story. And so I sent you the whole story. And so I said, hey, I sent Joel the whole story. And da, 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 and, I, and I was also all proud of myself. Like, you forgot, but that's okay. I picked up the slack. <laughs> and then she goes, well, no, I didn't send the whole story because that needs to go in a different book because da, 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 da. And I'm like, and I'm like, don't you wow. know by now that I'm strategic go, about everything? I, I go, that makes so much sense. That's why I text you back, hey, if you didn't put that Never in the book, go ahead and leave it out. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. that, I mean, that's a huge part of it, though. And I think one of the biggest things to recognize is, man, if you can figure this out, marriage, like half of marriage problems are solved. You're on yes. the same team. Yes. You're wearing the same jerseys. I tell that's what we Sometimes say. I have Emily and I have to look at each other and go, hold on. We're for each other. Right. We're on the same team. Right. I'm not trying to destroy you. Think right. about it. On a football team, not everybody's a quarterback. You don't right. have 12 yeah. quarterbacks on the football team. Yeah. And right? you on, need, on the field at the same time. You need time. a bunch of linemen for every quarterback, right? That's right. Yeah. And you've got to have receivers. You've got, you got to have, you know, you've got to have a little bit of everything. You I know? remember when we first were together and Richard was starting a, uh, he had a handyman business and, and he was wanting to be a, a general contractor and it, and, it, and he was just, like I said, he would just look at the big picture. He's like, no, you don't understand. I met this guy and he drives this big old pickup and he's got all this money and he's going to help me. And, and, and he wants to have a meeting at heartbreakers. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. Is that a yeah, strip club? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I was like, <laughs> You are it. not going to heartbreakers to <laughs> have a business, a business deal. deal. And he's like, you're just trying to strap me. You're trying to, you're trying to, uh, what you're was trying it? to harsh my buzz. Yeah. 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 You're trying to kill my buzz. But he would say, you're just such a dream killer. You're just <laughs> such a, and I said, Richard, like you think God would like, that's not your only look. This is our one chance. We got to take it. Right. You know, like God doesn't, God, even God can't do that. He you doesn't know? usually start blessing on the heels of compromise. <laughs> yeah. Or on yeah. the heels of, or on oh, the man, heels yes. of charity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the stripper. That's another book. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, writing yeah. that down for a humor premise. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. But you know, we have to be able to I, I one thing I love about Richard, I've always loved about Richard is that one is that he's very teachable. So and he he sees something new or maybe he wants to go at it, he might not like it at first, but then he will say, Okay, I need to learn that. Or that guy's talking to me, or did you hear that? Like he's very open to hearing that's a, a great quality if you're looking for a spouse and you're single listening to this teachable is probably the the number one yes. trait that they need to have um that's going to make your life easier but the other thing i love about him is that he's always he's never been threatened 
by me being better or me trying to. I wish he made more I mean, money than me. He Man, wants me to awesome. do great. Like he, I was married before like 15 years and, and it was very, you know, he was really afraid of everything I do. Oh my gosh, you're going to leave me. If you get, if you get successful, you're going to leave. But it's kind of like trying to hold a fish. If you try to hold your spouse, like you hold a fish, what's going to happen? They're going to jump out of your hand every night, every time slip out of your hand. But the way that he just was never threatened by that, he always, even now he's always saying, I think you should be out on the stage. You should be the one doing this. Like, and I love that we do it together. I can't imagine doing it without him, but he's always encouraged me mm. instead of feeling, feeling threatened. And so it's just that freedom. It's like, you're not free to just roam anywhere. It's like we have a big, huge yard has a high fence because we know we got to stay within that perimeter, but he's like, "Go, girl, be a free range wife. Be free range wife. Be try to be a seven. That's because you're so smart, girl. <laughs> and I just love that. It's like we just he just lets me flourish, you know. Yeah. Which is part of the the again the the team analogy is, um, yeah, you may be quarterback in and you're the tight end, but our goal is both the same. We're getting the ball to, yeah. down there, yeah. and I yeah. think that's where it's so important to you know we always. One of the, the biggest things I remember when I was learning to drive and I was one of my biggest weir- worries, I guess it's because I'm so weird about stuff is I was like, how am I going to stay in the lines? And my dad said, you don't look at the lines. You pick a point in the distance and you'll naturally go to that and you will stay within the lines. Okay. And so many times I think marriages get off track when they don't have a point in the distance they're going for or they've got a bad point in the distance they're going for, right? Um, that's not really long-term. Like we're going to make as much money as we can. That's looking at the lines, right? Yeah. But like, what's the big vision? Because when you got the big vision, it's that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and Everything. all those other things. All things will yeah. be added to you. So pick a point in the distance for your marriage. And what do you want to be known for? Start going towards that. And then that's the cool thing about that. I think, I think that's how to, in some ways, how to affair proof your marriage. When yeah. you've got a mission that you're working on together with yeah. your spouse, yeah. you don't have time to yeah. get distracted with no. some person that comes along and is like, no. oh, yeah. How is it, Joel, that we can get the couples that are the worst of the worst, that are just, I mean, they've got divorce papers in hand at our meeting, and six months later, they're so in love with each other that they divorce papers have been thrown away. They can't even believe because they were trying to get each other's attention. But then we, we, we work with couples that have the same, that we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and then they drop off. You don't see them. They don't stay in contact. Next thing you know, they're divorced. And it's just, you know, some couples want to fight for what they have. And some couples just think that, man, they just can't do it, you know. And I just truly believe that, man, you have to have that bigger mission for yourself. Yeah. You've got, it ha- you yeah. have to have something that's bigger than your marriage. I mean, there you were times at our marriage that, that when, you know, once the ministry started going, we were speaking and we would have, you know, hit a brick wall and have some problem between us. But we would say, you know what? There's people counting on us. Like, we can't let these people down. Like, we have to work our stuff. We have to figure this out. We have to forgive each other. We have to move forward. And we have to keep growing because there are couples out there that if, like, if Richard and Sherry fall apart, you know, like, they're, they were counting on us. We really felt that responsibility to work our but stuff you know out. What? We're asking these people to work their stuff out. So we got to work our stuff out. We would do out. things differently, though. When yeah. we were doing that, like, well, what does that look like to you? You know, how do, how do you see what I did? How is that? a destructive force in our marriage. Right. How do you think we can overcome that? What can, what can we, we do, do better next time? Next time? Yeah. You know, yeah. what can, how can we pray about that? I mean, a completely different conversation than you're always doing this to me. You're always controlling. You never hear what I say. So how do you go from there to where yeah. we were? You know, and it's that, the, the, like you said, don't yeah. look at the lines. Look at what God has called y'all to do. The and f- just because, fixed point in the distance. And the enemy is so good. The enemy is so good. 
planting that seed of this is the way your marriage is going to be forever. Ever. That's right. Yeah. It's never going to change. You know, and it's not. That is the biggest lie. That is the biggest deception. It's not, you know. And when you get on on uh, with your spouse and you get in unity and you're not um, when you just get in that complete agreement, there is power in agreement. And when things start happening, um, like what Richard would say, you know, yeah, you're trying to stop me. You're trying to, I wanted to, him to flourish too. I wanted to see him go after his dreams, but I could see, like I said, that peripheral vision, I could see things that he couldn't see. And, and I think we have to be on that same page to realize, let's go at this together. It's not him going after it. And then me going, Richard, no, no, watch out. Look to the, le-. like, let's go at this together. Let's strategically look about what is ahead of us. Look, where is that point? Instead of looking at all the things that are going to pull us over the side, but I wanted him to flourish. I just didn't, I just thought some of the ways he was doing it or some of the people that were in his life weren't the, I knew that wasn't what God, it wasn't God's best. It was still, we were still going to get where we needed to go, but it just might be longer or harder. She's That's an amazing Im- discernment. Well, that's, I was going to say, that's an important point too, is it, when you've got a clear mission for your marriage, you know when it's time that people that don't have a similar mission need to maybe, Bye-bye. you need to create a little distance between yep. them. You know, don't cut them off or no, whatever, but no, create some kinda... distance because uh, you're the average of the five people you hang out with most. Yep. Right. And yep. so if, if your vision is, we're going to do this and this and that, but everybody that's around you, they don't have any kind of vision like right. that for your marriage, you're going to usually go to the lowest common yeah. denominator. Right. That's good. Um, so, I mean, you know, we talk about that all the time. Some of our, like all of our friends are super successful. I don't even know how they hang out with us, but, <laughs> but like we're, but we're so thankful for that because we're so, we're cheering them on. Yep. They're cheering us on and it's just exciting. It's exciting to see because we were before, even when we would have a success in our ministry or our business, it was hard to tell the people in our life because we felt like we were bragging or like they weren't, they, they were like crabs in a bucket. You know, they were like trying to pull us back to them. They weren't happy for us. Our friends now cheer What's us they funny celebrate is in the us, beginning like of our them. marriage the friends that we used to hang around all had bad marriages too mm. they were all suffering and yelling and screaming and you become fighting. like those you hang around yeah. with. that's right yeah. that's that, exactly that, right. and now the friends you have like they're maybe successful i know you like one of them's an attorney i think and yeah. you've got different people doing different fields but yeah. you do have this in common which is something you talked about that david ashley willis said in a few episodes uh, yep. a couple yep. episodes ago yep. we said they had they're for god they're for you, yep. they're for your spouse, and for Mitch. And that's yep. the common yep. ground. And I yeah. think that's really what so many times, if you want to keep from getting distracted, if you want to keep your marriage from going off the rails, you've got to find a point in the distance to aim at and then make sure that every force around you wants to go in that same, same direction. direction. And yeah. it doesn't yeah. make yeah. sense. It In the normal, it doesn't make sense. If you, you can say, you know, are they for you? Are they for God? Are they for your spouse? Are they for... Um, God. God's your marriage. Yeah. So you've got those four. And sometimes like right now, I'm like, man, that makes perfect sense. But if you'd asked Richard, to, you know, 17 years ago, that would have made no sense at all to yeah. me because no, you need to be for me. I don't care if you're for God. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're, for, you like, need to be for like me. It's like we said in that, uh, one you of those know? other podcasts, you know, we said, uh, we don't have time for people. You know, we're on a mission from no, God. We don't have time you know? for relationship. Yeah, relationship. Well, that's no, the truth. Yeah. We really felt like that. We don't that, have time for know? relationship. We're on a mission and from God. And we couldn't figure out why our mission and our vision that we knew God had put in front of us was not working. It was like we just kept hitting a wall, hitting what we get a little bit of success and then backwards. And it just seemed like it was taking forever. And, and then we realized that we are going after the wrong thing we aren't putting people first we're putting this yeah. we got to do this we're getting older we got to go 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 but it's about people it's about relation at the end of the day that's what it's about ultimately at the end of the day your mission is about relationships uh, yeah if that's who it's I'll for who it. are you doing it for for more encouragement for your marriage pick up a copy of really marriage can get better on amazon.com and visit brightermarriage.com